episode nine after three months uh of being apart since the last podcast that we haven't listened to either of us Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) i'm sweating my nads off over here Mm. (laughs) i call this the world is hot yeah i put um episode nine oceans away as the world burns oh (laughs) just for a happy title you know after three months of coming back just so that when people get a push notification they can just be like oh sensationalist time but sensationalist title it sounds like the title of a retro wave a dystopian retro wave song oceans away as a word oh, no. mm. mm-hmm. synths and guitar solos is what i'm picturing it sounds pretty good though i mean audio wise for saying that we're three thousand miles apart and we're doing this through a browser rather than mm. a little box it sounds really good. I just hope it mixes it together well because we only did a test of a couple of minutes rather than like mm. a longer, a longer one. So, yeah. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hi, everyone out there. I'm excited to do this. I'm sorry. I'm a little low energy. Well, both a little low energy today. This is not going to be like the comeback of the comebacks where we're kicking the door down, but we, this is something we've both been really excited to do for a while. And yeah, um, a, bit, a bit wanting to get back to it for sure. Mm, I'm super Lots stoked. Gone. Go on. No, no, I'm just really excited that we're doing it. Even though I'm, I might not be like, I'm chugging caffeine. Like maybe by the end of this, well, I'll be in like a more, you know, a higher oh, I, I, level I, of expressionism, but I know you're roasting your face off. I'm like, I'm not here to entertain anybody. Yeah. Like, suck it and see. I mean, if if this is not a podcast where you can deal with my energy level, then just click away onto the next one. I'm fine with that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's just the last three months. Well, all right, let's just look at June, July. June and July have been just this big merged sweat pool for me. I mean, you kind of, I kind of quantify like June and July. And when you flew back, it was kind of like, I don't know, May felt like it was going to be a long month from you being away. And I think for the first two weeks of you being gone, it was like really kind of heavy. There was like a heaviness to those first two weeks of Mm. May. Mm. of like oh she's not here or oh my routine for the last six months has completely changed and it's kind of like okay i have to get into an adjustment phase adjustment bureau kind of thing where you know i open the van door and it's completely different to the way things were yeah uh and that was that was kind of rough at first for the first couple of weeks because it was kind of like i don't know it's kind of just like a big change and then i'll be honest like june july i mean we're literally at the end of june July now. I know. I, I, the way that, the way that, oh my goodness. I'm not sure if you heard that, but there. Well, I, the I'm, 747 <laughs> landing in your garage. Yeah. I heard yeah. That. It's going to be a totally different like setup because, uh, you know, I'm in a very populated place off of a main road in a. You make it sound very, I am legend. Area. I feel like it is. You make it sound, I am legend. I am in a book. You sound when like I you. Go, when I go out, like I really wish I was packing either, like I, I was either dual wielding katanas or have at least one crossbow on me, maybe like a, a like an ankle sheath knife. I just, I don't like going out there. Wow. <laughs> I don't like it. I get my like once a week, I go to the farmer's market and get my like pineapple and a bunch of stuff back I can, I can, to security. I can, see the, I can see the caricature now of the box underneath your arm with a pineapple in it with like a knife in your teeth, you know, and like a dog from I Am Legend, like appearing from one of your, you know, around the side of your right leg, like looking it's so true. aggrieved. It's so Yeah, true. I mean, so you're you're in fork knife-ville in some mm-hmm. ways. I, I'm in a lot of ways. I'm fork knife more than, more than, uh, 
more than you know. It's all about the forks and knives here. We I used to have a, an Italian, like some relative, the story goes. I'm not even sure if, if I ever met this relative or who they were, but like the Italian family is so extensive that you never know who, who anybody's ever talking about. But somebody, mm. somebody <laughs> who was at a restaurant and they were like, hey, can I get a fork and knife over here? And the, their wife like smacked them and was like, don't curse in public. That's rude. And he's like, I'm just trying to get a fork and knife. And that was like the, that was like the joke. That was like the running joke when we were kids. You could say fork and knife and like be feel like you were, you know, yeah. a badass. Well, you know, I only, I only brought it up because it's kind of like it's funny how it all imitates life, especially with like Fortnite doing stupid. I don't know, like it's just so much. I don't know. I feel like the last couple of months have been so condensed down that I'm overloaded from the sheer trying to have an opinion about it yeah like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I just feel like every me it feels like every other day i'm writing you at night and i'm saying wow yeah. it's the end of the month like i literally right. feel like i'm constantly saying that and i'm right. i'm just like to the point where i'm just over even the shock value of it and i'm just rolling with it and i think you're right like may felt like a month like it, and it, I think it took a lot of adjusting you you went straight into hardcore work mode which i was like super uh, jealous of your ability to do that. I don't think I felt like myself probably until the last like week. <laughs> like, mm. I went straight from it's just a lot of things. There's a lot of like physical things. I haven't felt my best. I, felt, I was like battling an injury. I've been at the dentist once a week getting root canals done. Like it's just been, <laughs> it's just been me and ibuprofen and jet lag over here. Really starting Crazy. to feel like I'm hitting my stride three months Crazy. later. But all of that really does mean that the time is just absolutely flown. So for that, I'm really thankful because yeah, nothing worse than like missing somebody and the time just crawling by. So I'm thankful. Yeah. Days, days get really condensed for me. Like, um, I mean, it's very easy for each day to turn into another one, but like I, f I feel incredibly trapped by weather right now. I mean, sh li listen, it's the same for everybody. I get it. Um, and it, I don't know, it's kind of a feeling of like, even though we're now at that precipice of like, oh, this is what a global climate change situation looks like. I still feel like people are like, ex you know, there's, there's people yesterday who were like trapped for four hours trying to get out of the country via the channel tunnel and they couldn't go because certain trains, air conditioning wouldn't work. And there's this kind of crazy expectation that infrastructure infrastructure just works mm -hmm. like in any weather like just because just because it's rated that the technology will work between minus this and sure. plus that doesn't necessarily mean it will when it's been minus something for three months and then you switch it you know like as quick as weather can change sure um and i think that's been a really well it's been grounding in many ways grounding mentally in terms of like i can feel that as a ground sign i can feel that kind of like desperation energy and like you know, stress energy and and just from a logistics point of view i've just not been out there's no way to escape it you just have to suck it up and it is what it is so yeah i mean i, I think a lot of people i've even seen a lot of people online and on twitter saying like oh well you know it's not the same for everyone and like yes the whole world is burning up and there are places which register on a scale at a higher number but uh, in a place like England where you don't like, if you were to go to Florida, even though Florida has, you know, some of the hottest weather and the most muggy, humid, terrible weather, that's their baseline. So a, they're used to it. B they're cranking the AC in every single building you go into. They're ready. The AC runs probably eight months out of the year. And that's, they're prepared for that. And their bodies are physically used to that. So, you know, as much as people can say, oh, well, you know, temperature nitpick and say, even same with same in the winter, you know, when, when you guys got, what was it like two, maybe two inches of snow, like the whole, mm. the whole country shut down, but like rightfully yeah. so, because if your infrastructure is not and your people and your cars and everything else is not prepared to deal with that, that's just as much of a, a burden mm. than anything else. So I think it really is relative. I mean, I definitely know people who, who live in tropical climates. They can't handle when the temperature gets under like 50 degrees. That's short weather, so for some I've been seeing 
just seeing i seem to see crazy stuff everything maybe i'm looking for it maybe i like i should just stop reading news completely i've been trying to mm. i don't know i just see stuff all the time like sweden's got fires and they're having to call people in and then like even like in the antarctic or at least north pole there's like fire in certain areas high up that you know has never been before and um i don't know it just all adds up doesn't it it all yeah. adds up yeah, it's hard. It, I almost feel like that type of news reporting can be damaging in a way because it's uh, desensitizing, even if it's 100% true and not sensationalized, which I think a percentage of it is sensationalized because they know, it, know it'll get clicks. There's obviously no denying that the climate is changing. But if it's just like a constant, you know, earthquakes and lions and tigers and bears, oh my, every single day, there's going to come a point where I fear that people are just going to shut off even more than they already have. I think have. people already have. I think people Yeah, because have. it's like, I, how much can you just have that like thrown in your face all day and you still have to get up and go to work and make lunch? Like, all right, well, the world's ending. What, what am I supposed to do about it? You know, that's tough. Yeah. That's a tough one. And I can't imagine feeling it on the level that you feel it, you know, in terms of being a ground sign. And just in terms of your living situation, you have a much a much thinner barrier to the elements than most people. <laughs> I wish I could ignore it. I really, in some ways, I, w- I really wish I could just switch that part of my brain off and just, you know, do what everybody else seems to do, which is just power on through and just be like, you know, somebody else's problem. But mm. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I, I've always had that. I've always had that kind of internal clock of like, if I can mediate in some way i don't know i don't know where it comes from i really don't i really don't it's, it's just something i've been obsessed with maybe maybe it's that kind of trying to optimize the things that i'm not good at and wanting to be good at and then realizing that your body and your brain and your ability gets fatigue over as you get older mm. and it's kind of like a silent annoyance <laughs> that just <Right>. like <laughs> ebbs away in the background at you like oh that you you just don't seem to be able to like adapt anymore like you used to. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's some kind of like weird humbling that I'm trying to do as a distraction to distract myself from being annoyed about it. Who knows? I have no idea. I mean, even if it even if it keeps you aware, there's like it's like with anything, it's just a balance. Like you can't be so aware that it's crippling because then that doesn't help anybody or yourself or the planet or anything. But you know, an awareness is certainly a good thing because it affects how you make changes on the micro level affects when you're at the shop and you're like, Oh man, it would be real nice to not have to wash a dish. Maybe I should just get these paper plates or I mean, paper plates are a terrible example, but you know what I mean? Those like micro decisions where those are the things that people are like, Oh man, like, you know, that bottle of water is not the reason why everything's in chaos. Like what, what, what can I do to make a difference? But it's the fact that everybody thinks that, um, that we're in the situation that we're in. So, saw a dude the other day. I think it was yesterday in the like an article who just built this like bike with like you know like those old like seventies eighties movies where they had planes that land on water like it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of got those <laughs> every kind Bond of flotation- movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got flotation devices on the side of his boat, and he just goes along the canal picking up trash, and there's people like sitting in cafe bars just like you know, gorging themselves and he's like doing his bit. And I just thought that was like commendable. I think we can all definitely do a bit more on that sort of score. Mm. I mean, you've been, I mean, even though you've been back three months, you've, you've done a, there's been a lot of changes your side really. Yeah. In terms of like zeroing in on like food and exercise and just like just a bunch of stuff that keeps you clarity. Cause you know, we do dip around everywhere into everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. The kind of that kind of people. I try to take my time like away from you as uh like really, really time to zero in on the things that are like big pain points. I think I realized that I do this like last year when I was doing like the hardcore vegan thing. I feel like mm. and it's and it's kind of my version of like how when I went away you went into like insane work mode. Like part of it is a little bit of a distraction, I'll totally admit, because like if I have a goal and I have something to really, really keep me on like going, then I'm not as like, you know, emo about everything. <laughs> and it's just easier for me to take things day by day if I'm just like force myself to be hyper motivated about something. Well, um, is it just quickly to jump in there before you sure. carry on that? So hyper motivated about something you just said there. I think it's a crucial thing that I wanted to throw out quickly was that 
um, you can really like somebody. You can really get on with somebody. You can have like values that align or work that aligns or like future goals, but it's not the same as when you're around each other's energy every day. Yeah. Right. And like, you don't realize how your mood and your unconscious requirement of the other person comes into effect. Like you don't realize that background noise of like, Oh, you know, my, and it, it, it kind of turns into an energy war. You know, I, I, I see this with a lot of relationships, but I definitely saw it with ours. It's kind of like, Oh, you'll be up and then I'll be down. And then you'd be trying to like, you know, trying to balance it out, like mm. positively, negatively kind of thing. That's why we call it the damn name, I guess. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I I definitely noticed when you went away, it was kind of like, oh, like I, I had a sense of like, okay, I can record now. But that what I realized was it wasn't because it wasn't because of you taking the energy out of me not being able to record it. it, it I think that when I go into something with my energy, it's kind of I'm I'm making I'm making measure assess measured assessments of the before the during and the after like am I set up at the computer yes I'm good all right do I have the energy do I feel tired do but you know like okay I can engage mm. and then afterwards it's like okay I, I got my treats or I can have a coffee or I can chill down when there's another person around like you have to take everybody into account sure right uh, and I I think I learned a lesson there is that I don't do that very well in yeah. confined spaces yeah and and I think I realized I didn't know that before that even in co-working spaces in a like eating spaces, like going on holiday with people, like it's not that a vampire, the energy of a place or, or, you know, feel that people are draining me or I'm dra- draining them. It's just, there's a finite amount of energy in a space. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like, and everybody wants to try and get the most out of that moment. I mean, you just see it online with like YouTube videos and everything. There's a certain energy time suck, you know, mm-hmm. people are attracted to that. Um, sorry. So what, Sorry, that wasn't short at all. I do apologize. <laughs> no, I think I think um, it just works for me to keep extremely regimented, extremely focused. Um, it also partly means that we can enjoy our time together more because I feel like I have like just a very simple example is like the tooth stuff. We were at Steam Fest in Portugal mm. last year. It's like the second night and I have a tooth toothache. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Like I've been away. I had been away from you for about nine months at that point. We like went through craziness in order to get there. It was like an absolute dream come true that we were even able to go at all. And then it's like the second night and I have a toothache and I'm not feeling my best. And like that type of stuff is, I think when you're younger, a little bit more dismissible, you're just like, oh, whatever, I'll deal with it like whenever. But I really, it really started to hit me. Like I need to start dealing with the things that I have phobias about and anxiety around and really look those things in the eye because it robs me of things that I've worked really, really hard for later on. And I, I'm not like, I'm not willing to let that happen anymore. So, also, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You bring up a real interesting point there as well. And I think we both address this is that nothing that you've always assumed of yourself is concrete, right? Mm. Like, I think we both come up to that conclusion in the last three months is that, you know, you had things about certain, uh, uh, you know, like blood, blood, blood work and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and those phob- phobias tied into that. It's yeah. like, I can't do that because it affects X, Y, Z. But also like you get, you don't realize when you get set in your ways about something. Like, I think we've both realized that. And I think it takes removing yourself out of a situation or an environment for you to like address the, the elephant in the room, which sometimes is, is yourself. Yeah. Right. Um, because I certainly recognized where I was uh, being flamboyant with my energy and also like apathetic, you know? And I think that comes from me, like at the beginning of our relationship, I was like, I don't want to be in a relationship where one person's driving all the time and the other person kind of lays back. It should be a two way street. And we really worked on that to be a two way street Mm. and try and get the communication level up, you know, because we, we always forced ourselves to be like, if we're not communicating, it's not working. And then we put pressure on ourselves because of that. Like we, 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 we we put a, a big rock in the ground. It was like a sword in the stone situation. It's like, Oh my God, the comms are not very good today. Therefore our relationship must be not very good. But actually it was like, we were both having internal struggles of like, I want this to work multifaceted this relationship i want to move myself on but i want to move us on yeah 
Uh, and we put a lot of pressure on Well, ourselves. and that's so us to be like, yep, this is the one thing. If we can just get this perfect, it'll all be lovely. Da, 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 da. Like, that's just yeah. such a us to put like a bow on things. And then, of course, you're right. Like when that one thing seems to like falter or even change in any way, I it, it would just be like, it's br- it send me into a total panic because I'm like, what does this mean? Blah, 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 blah. He didn't make eggs yeah, yeah. the same way he usually makes them. Everything's <laughs> over. Everything's <laughs> yeah, like, so, 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 so silly to like think of it in hindsight but i think that all everything that you're describing for me kind of falls under the heading of like really there's something that we always were like taught you know in like sunday school when we were kids which is like the term the christian quote-unquote term is to take captive all your thoughts but all it really means is to be aware of the things that you're thinking and not allow certain thoughts to take hold and not allow certain narratives to take hold like how many times a day do do we say to our ourselves these really absolutes like, oh, I'll never Mm. do this, or I'm always going to be this, you know, when when you're thinking about health, like, oh, well, that's just how my body is. When in reality, like even our physical bodies, every seven years, your body is completely cellularly different, which means you can have an allergy one year and not have it the next year, you know, just just Mm. because things have been a certain way, or you had an experience I feel like we lock, the older we get, the more we lock ourselves in into saying like, oh, well, you know, that's just the way the world is. That's just the way I am or that's how men are. You know, we just make these insane right. blanket, you know, whims to everybody. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. And you're we totally can right. find ourselves and we can find the people that we love without even realizing it. That like mm. we're putting things and people and places into boxes in order to protect ourselves. So if you had told me that, you know, if you told me last year when I was in Portugal having a toothache that, you know, by that time the next year, I would have already had like two root canals, been to the dentist 12 times, <laughs> been stuck and right. prodded and poked with everything you could possibly possibly iman- imagine. It would have sent me into a total spiral, just the thought of it. And like, I'm here and right. I did it. And I'm, I'm still alive. I'm and podcasting. I, but I, I think that com- I think that comes down to imagination as well. Both of us have got the most vivid of imaginations, but yeah. from different angles, right? We're like, I don't know, we're like guardians of the galaxy, but at the wrong bars, right? We're like literally at the wrong end of the universe like i thought you said this bar tonight you know like we're we're both like cosmically linked but we're probably at the different end of like an interstellar jump somewhere um and i and i think i think that energy clashes quite a lot but then when it does come together at the right time um i think that's one strength that we have is that we we kind of have this unification of like breaking stuff down to each other as to like what it meant and how it meant and then we can kind of interleave with each other yeah and i think Um, one of the biggest things you can ask for in a partner is to to be self-aware yourself and to ask that somebody else be self-aware because if at least you have both have self-awareness and you're honest with yourself and how you are then you can start to try to express that to somebody else or reach an understanding or communicate like in some way yeah which is a good segue into the reason why I got real fired up about doing a podcast again. Well, two things really. Like I should throw this out there because we haven't just been sitting on our asses for the last three months. No. Apart from solving certain things that we wanted to get solved. We also collectively saved money uh, transatlantically on on a blockchain, right? Because there's no other offering out there in the world to do savings together in different countries. And did we look? Bizarre to we me. really, really yeah. did look. Yeah, we, we really looked. Like there was just so much complication in terms of transaction fees and timing and do we both have access to it at the same time and yada, yada, yada. So um, that that was something that we did. We In the last three months, we kind of saved some money up together to afford your like green screen and lights and you know, my, a little Scarlet focus right Scarlet box mm-hmm. to be able to plug one of the XLR mics in which you took back with you, which you kind of like pulled together at Christmas. Some of the, when, when, you know, blockchain was good at Christmas where it is now, like just flat. Um, so that, so there's been good things happening yeah. and, but we've been waiting on doing the podcast cause we didn't have that box. Basically we didn't have the XLR box to do it. And then knowing us, we kind of get the bits and I know you were really hesitant to like go ahead with ordering stuff. Cause it's like, well, if, only if we're going to use it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a sucker for like doing stuff and getting stuff sorted and never like following through on it. And I think that's another thing that I've really come to terms with is like, you've just got to jump in and do it. You, you can't be preppy and perfectionist about it. You just got to crack on with it. Yeah. I think I'm slowly get slowly getting better at that. Even though my energy levels, when I start is kind of like, 
you know, I, I don't know where my mind goes. Like it's through, I've realized really, really recently that voices are a really fantastic active energy activator for me. Mm. And this brings me on to the second point that I was at was that the, the, the second thing that motivated me, apart from the fact that we've got like an account with Zencaster and the, the little box and everything was that I've been listening to Casey Neistat and his, and his wife, um, Jesus, I can't remember her Candace. name. Candice, Candice. And I, I didn't know what to expect because, you know, video, everything, everything I see video wise when it's a vlog, especially on DTube is like, as soon as I hear any kind of trip hop, I'm like, oh Jesus, another Casey clone, <laughs> you know, it's like drives me mad that I can't believe that trip hop has been destroyed for me because Plains now every time, hear, every time I hear trip hop, I just like hit, think of Casey. So he's completely cor- cornered the market when it comes to trip hop branding. Um, but my point is, is that it was interesting for me to like start listening to podcasts again. And I really, really love their podcast because it's, I think, super authentic. Yeah. I think, and, and it's, yeah, yeah. I think that is the, like, you know, you and I've talked about this, but Casey is not somebody who appeals to me, maybe because of my gender or my background or age and financial, you know, class differences and things like that. He's always just been a little bit of an eye roll person for me. And, but I know that you really were getting into the podcast. So I gave it a listen and I was like into it after the very first one, because I think Mm. because of that authenticity and there's something about each other where they really, really ground each other. And even, even though they're complete, both of them on their own are complete bullshit artists uh, in their own realms, in their own personal realms, which I feel like you and I sometimes can tend to be as yeah. well. But they know yeah. each other so well that neither of them let each other get to that place when they're sitting there, like stuck in a room with each other. We have to talk about this type of a situation. I, I think they've had a big realization that it's probably financially cheaper to do a podcast together than it is to go to uh, a person to sit on their sofa when they've got a, a perfectly good sofa well, that yeah. they can sit on and do the same thing. But I, it, it's been great because you can tell that it's changed the documentation storytelling component of their life and the and the and obviously the feedback they get from other people because Casey hasn't got a camera in her face, you know, which is an instant like, oh, Jesus, I'm under the, you know, I have to not entertain, but I have to almost like, be a version of the people who are just you know they every video that they ever saw candace in everybody's like gosh she's grumpy she's upset or everything right. and yet now i feel like the shoes on the other foot i feel like candace in the in the audio podcast is so much more richer right uh than casey and that's not to deride casey as a person because like from his background and what he strived to get through i understand that kind of bro mm-hmm. i understand that kind of bloke uh, and I feel like he's in a different place in, in his journey than, you know, and, and if every man can say that, like there's certain things that he's yet to go through or he's experiencing from a, you know, alternative way because of the, of the metrics of the way his life's turned out. Um, well, you know what Candace I think? Is, yeah, go ahead, hmm. go ahead. But I was just gonna say Candace has become more richer for me because I think I feel like everything that I created again, going back to that imagination, everything I created in my head about who I thought Candice was in terms of uh, her like being very strong willed and, you know, had this South African like grittiness to her. Now I'm starting to see like a person who's like really working a lot of things out real quick, yeah. like real quick, like, Oh shit. Like, Whoa, catch up time. You know, it's like, I can tell somebody who's like a happy go lucky person who, you know, fell in love with somebody, but still wants to still worried that if she doesn't live out that alternative life, that there's going to be a problem. You you just grayed out to me hmm, on the I on the screen. I lost you. By the way, my dear. Hello. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Hi. This is good. This is good. Okay. Love this. It's raw. That's what the people want. They want the unfiltered yeah. Dale and Phil experience. We're talking about authentic. You can't get any more authentic yeah. than that. Well, um, this is yeah, what I was going to add to yeah. the Casey and Candace situation. Uh, sure. I think you, you mentioned like. You know, you know, it's funny. I had like a preconceived notion of him and you had kind of a preconceived notion of her. I really had no idea who she was or really anything about it. But they did mention in one of the latest episodes that, uh, you know, what you were mentioning about them just sitting and talking things out on the podcast being like maybe almost as helpful as the professional help and not to discount what a professional does. But they've even said, 
you know, they have arguments and then they say, well, just wait till we get to the therapist to talk about it. So really what it sounds like is the value is there being a, an equal space. You know, the vlog was more of his turf and there being an intermediary of just being like, okay, this is what's going on, you know? And I think Mm. that's super, super important in terms of communication and, uh, and just having like a fair and equal space for everybody. So I think the podcast is the perfect format to like, so with that said, these are all the problems I have with you. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, we, I don't know if we've got enough internet bandwidth for that or storage. <laughs> uh, and then we get back onto the original topic, which was the world's on fire. So like, it's, I mean, it's just end to end, isn't it? We just covered all the bases within the first episode of coming back after three months. So that's really good, isn't it? I got a lot yeah. of problems with you people and you're going to hear about it. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I know they're moving from New York to LA as well. So like there's, mm-hmm. the, I don't know. I don't know how you have a relationship in the middle of the city with, with jobs and lives like they've got and, you know, friend networks and agencies and businesses want to work with you and constant supply of like new gadgets and toys to play with every day. I, I don't know how that I would need a therapist, even though I'd like hate the thought of having to have a therapist and paying money out. I can kind of understand it when you don't know what's real anymore. Everybody in New like, York has a therapist. On call twenty four seven. That is like right, one right. thing that I learned from walking dogs in the Upper West Side and Upper East Side is sitting in Starbucks and listening to women having their <laughs> coffee dates at nine in the morning, oh and God. being like, "Oh, well, that's because he's a typical sociopath with a anxiety disorder and a uh, you Wait, know, codependency with his mother." And I'm like, whoa, whoa. "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You were listening to a call with me on the other end." No, I'm saying, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm For a minute there, as you, when you started describing the sociopath uh, with anxiety, I was like, whoa, she actually overheard a conversation with no, me. No, no, no. You know what? No. My point is that my, my point is that everybody speaks that lingo because they're all in therapy three times a week with their like yeah. clinical psychologists. Um, and I don't blame them because if you have the money for that, you need mental help when you live in a place like New York City. You just do because it's a very difficult place to live. And, mm. you know, some of these people have more money than you could ever possibly imagine. But all the money really buys you at that point is time in the day. And if you're unhappy and you have a lot of time, that's like a recipe for a disaster. So mm. I don't I don't judge mm. anybody for getting getting help. And especially when you're with a partner like – Sometimes you just need a translator to just yeah. translate from dude to chick. But yeah. or sometimes I you find, just need I a find, podcast. Yeah, I find like playing around with video, recording of a vlog, getting in front of it, like just unloading like mental stimuli is just really useful for me. I like yeah. I just love to unload that stuff and move on with my day, whatever the day's gonna look yeah. like. I feel like I feel like there's a demand there, either a demand from myself or a demand to have some kind of um, stepping through. I couldn't be one of these people who's like works for 20 years and then like stops working and then I'm just going to let the day unfold. I, maybe when I'm, maybe when I feel a little bit more secure, like on the road life. Yeah. We got wine and J's. Yeah. <laughs> on the beach. Then I don't mind recording my my devolving into whatever the next stage is. No, Uh, but I think we both have to always be expressive people. I think it's in our DNA. I think you have to figure out how you feel before you can communicate how you feel. And so you've kind of done it in a self-hack kind of way where you've put a requirement on yourself to communicate it. And by virtue of that, that means that, you know, you're figuring it out first. And even if it's on like a, you know, a very automatic level now that's well, I've like seen that it. self-awareness I was talking about earlier. I've seen it on a really concrete level in the last 24 hours alone. You know, the realization you don't, I don't know. I, I've seen last, last couple of weeks here, my daughter kind of finished one school, got amazing results in her sats where I was actually worried about if she would do well at those. And it turns out that she, you know, she book, buckled down and got on with it and ended up getting really good results to go into a really good class in the next school. And then just weird universe things happening where there was going to be nobody in her class. She was going to be on her own. All her friend, like four of her friends were in another class. And somehow this other friend has managed to get into this other class. And, then she's not her own. and I kind of feel like 
I, I kind of feel like she has that kind of energy that I have where it's kind of like, I want this to happen. Therefore, like I'm going to direct the universe and nudge it in some way to be like, please give me this opportunity. Mm. Uh, kind of a self hack, but you know, she managed to put that energy onto a breast phone in some way. And then last night, well, today she kind of left early, uh, which was weird, but also at the same time, not weird because she's growing up and she has more of a demand of a like of a local you know she got she got bored but she doesn't know why she was bored she but she knows mm. that changing her space will probably alleviate that boredom or at least switch her into another mood to get her out of that boredom and even though she can't describe it right now because you know she's young uh, i definitely see the early stages of a teenager like forming and I, instead of me being like trying to hold on to that as a as a dad expecting the, the same person that I've always known is that that's the time these are the times where it's like okay uh, that this is the person manifesting into like teenage into adult like this is where you kind of let go of the reins a little bit um and it, you know it was kind of sad for me and kind of like frustrating and worrying and like oh it's a shame that it's kind of so boring for her but also at the same time, she doesn't really, you know, I don't have that kind of like usual nine to five job like most people have. I've had a nine to five job and I hated it because I wanted to be more creative in the job rather than just ticking boxes and nodding my head and allowing things to just, you know, happen ineffectively when they could be more effective, realizing that actually the money's in being ineffective as possible. Um. I don't know where I was going with that, but well, like, yeah, it's, it's a really, to build on your point, basically. Yeah. It's a really cruel joke that mother nature plays on teenagers because you have adult feelings with kid uh, ability to Logic. express them. Yeah. It's really crappy. It's a really, really crap deal. And if I think back to when I was that age, I really had very similarly the same brain and the same ability to process the world that I do now, but I didn't have the ability to articulate it. And that is like, for somebody like me, especially is like being bound and gagged. It's like, of course, mm. like teenagers are angsty because it's like you're all of a sudden this light switch turns on and the world gets a whole lot bigger and a whole lot. You're able to process things on such a more complex level than you ever have. And then you can't express it. So you just slam the door and say, I hate everything. <laughs> and you go listen to punk rock music. Oh, wait mm. a second. It just got a little bit too real. But, um, mm. but yeah, but you know, it's like, she's not the first teenager to go through it. She's not going to definitely not going to be the last. And I can see she's, I can see how torn she is as well. Yeah. I can see how torn she is between those two worlds. Well, yeah, and especially when you you definitely notice that your parents are mourning the fact that you're changing, and you want to be there for them, and you want to be the person that they they want you to be, but you're also like want to be your own person. So, you oh, know. she's got a million personas right now. She's yeah. got like a literally a million personas. Like she uses content in a completely different way than we use content. You know, like there's different levels of distraction, but also like time passing until you get to a more fun time you know like i literally think the last three days for her have been uh wanting to accelerate the last three days until she gets back in front of her friends again i think she's also realizing that and i remember what it was like specifically for me when i finished the first school i was like this is a six-week holiday remembering them six weeks were like oh my god this is the rest of my life and then going back to that next bigger school and being like holy shit my life is totally different again yeah i'm being comfortable with it after a couple of weeks but like the not knowing of what that looks like is hella scary yeah it's but hella scary for i also kids. think kids have a, a different challenge that we have which is like i don't necessarily remember having the the thought of like bigger better or like wanting to keep options open so that i could upgrade my entertainment situation later like i feel like because kids have a lot more options there's always the thought of like, I could be doing something better right now, which when I was a kid, it was like, whatever was what was in front of me was the thing. And I didn't really have like the, the multitasking, multifaceted brain of other things going on. Because when you went on vacation away from your friends, you just had no awareness of them even existing, you know, but yeah. when you're connected with social media, you know, whatever, everybody knows why social media sucks. But, um, you mm. know, there's a lot more threads that I think kids are, simultaneously constantly aware of that I think when I was a kid, I was like, 
if I, if you just transported, you know, 10, 11 year old Dale into 2018, I'd probably be a complete idiot to my classmates. Cause I'd be like, but I got a new Pokemon card today. Like that made my absolute week. That's it. There was no like next. What's the next thing? It was just like, that was the thing. So, mm. you know, it's, it's tough, but I think they have also the brain, they have better brain capacity to deal with it than we did because they just have always had it. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's tough and it's tough when it's hot and it's tough, you know, it's just, it's, it's hard every single, every single summer is hard for everybody. It's hard for parents, hard for kids, just the adjustment. I remember when we were kids, there was this really famous Staples ad and Staples was like the shop where everybody would get their back to school supplies, like the office supply shop and they would go hard, like back to school season. So there was this ad on TV that my parents loved and we hated as kids because it was Christmas music and it was that song. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And it's the mother like skipping up and down the aisles, getting the back to school supplies. And the kids are absolutely miserable with these like terrible sourpuss faces on and be like, damn, we got to go back to school. And the parents are like living <laughs> because by yeah, but the end of it, everybody's over each other and over yeah, but it. There's, some, there's something in that for me though, in some way, because Half of those stores, if not all of those stores, are now shut down because oh, yeah. there's no there's no footfall to those things, right? Yeah. And I think I think that's another thing that plays on my mind is that, like, I don't know if it's because of the YouTubers or the video stuff that she does watch when she does watch it. Um, I think the lives that the teenagers don't have or don't know how to package themselves or don't know how they to find themselves is like they use it. We I used to do it. But I did it in different ways. I used to go and buy a, a brand new game every week that would just distract me for a little bit longer. I didn't realize that's what I was doing, but we're kind of just like accelerating to the next fun moment. Um, but it did make me think of like uh, how how you find, I just, I'm really lost with balance with her right now in terms of balancing out the fact that I need to work to make money to be able to, you know, she, she kind of, she still says please and thank you for like food and things like when we're together, but there's kind of almost like an expect, I feel like maybe it's, I'm projecting it, but I feel like there's an expectation of entertainment. Right. And you know, the fact that there's been a couple of times where it's like, <laughs> she'll be on like FaceTime to a friend and just allow it to be sitting there like with the camera on and not looking at anything, maybe up at the ceiling and I'm like, I need to record now. And not, her not understanding that whole like <laughs> privacy thing or the yeah. fact that I know somebody is listening somewhere else yeah. at me about to go into my like, you know, recording phase or recording voice or whatever. And there's a massive big disconnect there between, you know, what work looks like and what value looks like. And then how you, you translate that into paying for the food that you eat, you know, just there's this automaticness about, I think there's a huge disconnect for, for kids that it's very difficult for them to come out of YouTube world and not see, you know, the difference between the real world and, and YouTube world, you know, like, Oh, these people are doing this, but I'm not doing that. That must mean that we're poor or, you know, my parents can't do X, Y, Z. And like that, that would, that would hurt any parent. Right. Mm. But it especially kind of grates me a little bit because trying my trying to explain to her when she hasn't been through or seen the world like I have means that I'm putting my, I'm projecting my disdain for my upset of like, I had a joyous teenage life and then realized the harsh realities of the world. And it's not fair on me to project those onto her and be like, well, you, you know, you've got to work for your money. You got to do this and yada, yada, yada. She knows that I don't need to tell sure. her that. like, it's an obvious thing, but I don't know. It's been, it's been difficult for me recently. Yeah. It's been I think difficult for me because to try and park that well, the, and just yeah. be dad. The level know. of, the level of requirement for stimuli is definitely higher than when we were kids for sure. And that's nobody's fault other than just the pace that the world runs at. But I also think that the ability to entertain yourself is such a skill that saves you so much time, money, energy, frustration, uh, in the future when you're, when you're an adult, because it means you don't need to necessarily vampire off of other people. You don't need to spend yeah, money right. on things of that high of like, you know, a lot of people who just spend money and who are contributing the most to global warming are just freaking bored. And they're just looking for that thing that'll snap them out of like that bored mentality. But I remember, I remember part of 
why I'm so thankful to have grown up where I grew up, which is in a much more rural area than I am now, is that we just went outside and we like played and 90% of our games were like imagination based and imagination and physical activity is always free. No matter, you know what I mean? That's something that nobody can ever take from you. So, you know, it's just a little bit of like, I get that it's easy to look at screens. I look at screens all damn day, but I think the, the skill of building your own entertainment is something that if you can, if you can learn that, that's, that'll serve you for the rest of your life Mm. because you'll never have to be dependent on anybody else for it. And you can really, you know, you can really, you don't have to, I don't know, you, you don't have to pay for it. Like I said, I'm being redundant now, but you know what I'm saying? It's, um, Mm. That's, I mean, I always had a, yeah. I I I always had an issue with lying to Ella about Father Christmas. I always had an issue about like that's not real, and I kind of feel like we do the same thing for climate change, right? I, I feel like, and also, you know, our relationships with our children as we grow up, like we kind of like compound the situation until they're old enough to deal with things from you know from a, a hunter gatherer of information kind of way they find out from lots of different resources and then then come back and be like why don't you tell me about this or like what's sure. your opinion on this you know to like find that out and i don't know i'm i'm at a very interesting turning point in my life as well in terms of i kind of planned four years ago that i wanted to live an alternative life i you know i, I read into like the carbon footprint of owning a house and the car and all these different things made made judgments on like having a low emissions car as the smallest low emissions car that i could get you know i tried to do all of those things and yet and yet the economy is of attention like that's the economy we're in right mm-hmm. now right mm-hmm. um because of because of x y and z factors that have played out over the last 50 years and so it's really difficult sometimes for me to just be like i don't know just like ignore that and just get on with stuff like just oh man up and just do the job do the hours take the money don't care about the source sure. of it. no i actually do care about the source of it and i do care about influencing my daughter's decision i mean i don't get much to influence she comes back to me and says oh yeah i want to be a forensic scientist oh well okay you're going to be a forensic scientist that's you know if she wants to do that she wants to do that i don't think she realizes the ins and outs of it and what it involves sure. and it'll probably be super squeamish and she'll probably change your mind about it but then again, she might not. For sure. But um, I think, you know, the biggest, one of the biggest things you can do as a parent is to just like set that exposure factor really high. And if you really think about, you know, all the things that you're talking about of, you know, her day to day and what she sees on online, what you're really providing, which I think is more valuable than entertainment or the immediate like fun factor, which is just going to set an expectation that that constantly has to be a level that's met is you're just showing her an alternate way of living that most kids don't even get to see up close. Like when I was a kid, I wished I lived in New York city. I wished it more than anything. I was like, it's so boring up here, mom. What are we doing? We living in the sticks. I hate it. But like I said earlier, I was, I ended up being so thankful for it because it really developed my, my sense of connection with nature, which I know she has by you, you know, it developed my sense of, um, imagination and just doing things creatively when I didn't, you know, like when I was a kid playing, being inside and being on the computer or being with video games was the thing you were doing when it was raining because outside wasn't available. That was always second tier. So I think a lot, in a lot of ways that you're showing her indirectly uh, a contrast to a different, a different way of life that she, you know, I think that she, you're serving her well by making her aware of that. And she can part. She can choose to participate in that on whatever level that she wants as an adult. But at least she knows that it exists and that there's an option. And if she, you know, gets chewed up and spit out by the world in a similar way that we kind of felt like we did, then she'll always know that that's an option. It won't be scary to her. It won't be something that she's, you know, fearful of going into. Or do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe I'm rambling. <laughs> but I think that just the exposure to different. Way, ways of life and different walks of life at a young age is like the most one of the most beneficial things you can do you're listening to dr dale with <laughs> 404 nature not found well oh my god wait <laughs> that, that, 
makes me cry. Can that, can that be like, what? can that be the title what? of my, that's just like the best. Can that be the title of my, uh, my curation show for steam hunts? That's way better than wow. hippie hunts. 404 nature not found. That's the best. Sure. Okay. Yeah, fine. Best. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know. That just really resonated with me. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a no, little emotional not- today. I love that though. Oh, my God. Okay, fine. <laughs> At least we don't have to write it down. No, it's, <laughs> it's here. Like, it's, it's, out, it's on there now. So, anyway. like, we're we're on we're on. No, I I I mean, look, uh, my my head state will change tomorrow, right? It's just the these things are just like sitting in the background there, and they sure. just kind of build up and they fall down. And they build. Up I don't think there's down. any parent in the history of parents who thought, well, any good parent who thought oh my gosh, like, can I be doing more for my kid? But just the virtue of the fact that you're having that thought means you, you're doing a good job. You're doing all right. You, you feed her, you wash her. She got to run around in the rain. Come on. That was was not too bad of a day for a kid. That was, that was pretty amazing. (laughs) She was like, I've never seen her be so silly in all my life. And then, and then she got to play like multiplayer Stardew Valley Owning a farm in the digital sense. I mean, yeah, I'm I guess. You. I guess. And that's like I a guess day. She's got a good. That's yeah. a day. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I need to. I need to actually eat soon. If you want to talk about that, we can talk about um, those. Yeah, kind of I mean, but um, I, I uh, think I think we should. I think we should tie this up for like the first one back and just tell everybody to like subscribe on everything because now we're putting them on Anchor. We're on like ten places. We're on like Google Home and. Uh, bloody everywhere yeah. like spotify a lot so i mean i i would like to get into the topic of the food thing yeah. on another completely opposite cool. like completely new fresh side to be honest because i think there's a lot to unpack there right. uh and i think we do, i think we do a disservice but i mean we can we can build up what we're going to talk about in the next one uh basically i mean i don't know if you want to quickly like yeah. give me like a two minute pitch yeah so uh it's something, wow, there's a lot to unpack there. It's a lot. And you know what? Just by virtue of the fact that food is a lot, something that should, was always supposed to be simple is mm. be, can become a source of anxiety and an expense we can't afford, something that makes us upset, something that makes mm. us happy, something mm. that makes us sad. That's really, really interesting to me because uh, everybody grows up with a different relationship to food. It's cultural. It depends on your family. It depends on, you know, so many different things, your biology, and it affects your biology. So that's one of the things that, you know, we talked about the the dentist stuff. That's one of the things I'm really, really trying to tighten up while I'm here. And Mm. in a lot of ways, I think I feel like in a good way, the guinea pig for both of us, because uh, if we can kind of figure out a way to really, really get a, a handle on eating in a way that serves us and serves the planet and, uh, serves our finances, then that yeah. is like a skill that's gonna that's gonna really really help because <laughs> I'm looking for I'm looking forward to talking about yeah. it in the next one in the next little podcast because you know there was like years and years of like anguish about it and then there's like blood tests and then there was like nutritionist and then it was kind of like you know cleanses and then you know the difference in energy levels and what that brings clarity wise I'm I'm excited to talk yeah. about that in the next one for sure yeah yeah I think it's gonna be a good one so. And if you're binge watching, yeah. right. you're going to listen to it right now. So enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll close this one out anyway. Uh, thanks for listening. I know it's been three months, but we are going to try and do it at least once or twice a week now. Now we've got all the equipment in place and everything. Yeah, for sure. It's just been a bit, it's just been a bit of uh, like intense three months of like going, all right, what are we doing with the rest of our lives? Oh my now? God. Every day I wake up and feel like that. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, that's now going to be like, put into uh permeatude no that's not even a word but i like it okay. i'll go with whatever it, it means i um, support you okay flat white flag everybody out the door quick all right that's it i'll catch up with you soon everybody bye 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 bye